Hey everybody, this is Kendall Rodriguez, and you are listening to Putting in the Work Podcast. So I think the other night I snapped off on Instagram. It was like, hey, Funky Fresno. Uh, it was one of the biggest, biggest, biggest like responses that I've ever got here on Instagram in the two or three years that I've been doing Instagram. And it was about... Um, these people that I saw, these graphic designers were sitting at a table, like together, all smug, looking at like a laptop or a phone, and they were looking at another graphic designer's Instagram, and they were looking at it through the lens of, would you hire this person? And they were like, you can't even tell that she's a graphic designer, and she has all these pictures of her like living life, and they're pretty decent photos. It's not like they're grainy, they're pretty nice photos of her doing life, like her at a music festival, her at a barbecue with her family, some graphic design work, this, that, and the other. And they're like, you can't even tell that she's a graphic designer, who would hire her, too much of her personal life, this and that. You should start a separate Instagram for your work. And I just wanted to kind of set the record straight on what I thought. I mean, that you you want someone else's opinion, you can go to their Instagram, you can go to their website, you can go to their YouTube, you can go to their podcast. But if you're interested in my point of view, this is what I think. I think you should totally, if you want to start a separate account that's kind of like your resume or like your, no, not resume, that's a bad word because I'll get back to that. Like a business card, totally. You could start a fucking Instagram called like Kendall's Creations and post like nine posts on there just every graphic design never get followers, never post more content, and you can send people that, like, hey, you wanna see my work? Just go to Instagram, type in like Kendall's Creations, and that could be your fucking business card, that's type. But if you wanna build a resume, I think there's a reason why resume asks, like a real resume asks like, what's your objective, and tell us about yourself, and what are your references, and what is your work experience, and what's your education, like it asks for things that wanna tell a real story about you. I think Instagram is that resume. It is the, the 2019 resume. You have a chance here to tell a story about yourself in a way that when people are looking to hire you, whether for a job or you own your own business, they can hire you based on more than your work because your work's gonna speak for itself. If you, every few posts, whether it's every two posts, every six posts, every nine posts, every so often you're posting your work, like they're gonna get the message. You're a graphic designer, you're a real estate agent, you're a musician, you make beats, like you design headphones, like they're gonna get it. I think the main thing that you need to really think about and consider is if you need to be empathetic to managers and business owners, like do they want to work with you? Do they want to hire you? Do they like you? It's just crazy to think about the fact that we think of everything so black and white. These people are sitting there smugly at their table looking at this graphic designer's Instagram and going blah, 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 blah. Like, you're looking at it through the lens of you're in hiring mode, so of course you're not finding what you're looking for. But nine times out of 10, 9.5 times out of 10, when we're on Instagram, when we're on Facebook, when we're on Snapchat, when we're on even LinkedIn, we're not in that in that hiring mode. We're in person mode. We're in people mode. We're in, we're in I don't know, personality mode. We're just trying to connect with people. And so you need to think of your 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 graphic design work or whatever it is that you do on your Instagram as commercials. When you turn on the TV, you're not looking to watch commercials. You're looking to watch fucking TV, the show that you want to watch. But 
Diary of a Curvy Girl, you will accept some commercials, especially if they're kind of fun or funny or, or memorable, right? So like whatever it is that you do, let's just say you're a, you're a hairstylist or you sell those shakes or you sell tea or you sell the things that take bags out from under your eyes. Please hit me up because I got them coming in, right? You can post about that, but just remember it's like TV. Those are the commercials. So we don't want to bombard them with commercials. When you see, I knew that. That's why I said that. <laughs> so, like, so for example, uh, you're you're a hairstylist, and you're thinking, man, if I want to blow up my Instagram, I just got to keep posting pictures of me doing hair all the time, like that finished product. I see it all the time. That wavy hair where you did like the highlights or whatever, and everyone, all the women, do get on there and they go, oh, that looks so good. But trust me, I freaking swear to you, if you just did that every one, two, three, four, six, nine posts, and then in between that posted other things, some around hair, but maybe around the salon. Maybe your salon never has parking. Maybe the receptionist is like a bitch, and you're like, oh my god, you like go in the corner, you're like, oh, Stacy's such a bitch, what are they going to get rid of her? And then the day that they get rid of her, you can be like, bye, Felicia, and the people that follow you are going to be like, oh my gosh, she's so real, like, I fucking love her. And so the next time you post that cool picture of beautiful hair all done, they're going to be like, dude, she does great work, she's kind of funny, I feel like I know her already, my hairstylist like went out of town, or raised her rent, or went out of business, renaissance, what's up? I'm going to go to her. So we got to really start thinking about the fact of there are only so many people that are just looking at the finished product. The finished product is for people who already know that they want it. Like we all know, like if we had, you know, 250 grand to spend and we, you know, had everything we needed in our life, we'd want a Lambo. Like we just needed the, the finished product for that. We don't need to see them. Oh, it would be cool to see them building one. But you get what I mean? We don't need as much of a story. Like we just know that's one of those things that people want. Or like, you know what I mean? Like as lame as it sounds, there might be like a, a woman who knows that she already wants, you know, this specific thing for her makeup or a blender brush or whatever. Like she doesn't need the backstory on that. It's just one of those things that if you, you know, if you have the money, you'll get it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about everything else in the world. I'm talking about everything else where we have the everyday choice to make. Every day we have a choice of where we want to eat, where we want to get our hair done, what deodorant we want to wear, what chapstick we want to wear, like sunblock, all these things that are seasonal, they're everyday. And so when you can tell a story around what it is that you do, even including your personal life and all of those things that you think don't matter, I'm telling you, that's how you get the people to watch every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year, so that when you do throw an event, so when you do have a new product to launch, when you do have a new shade of lipstick you're selling, people are going to be more apt to check it out because they're going to be like, oh, that's my homegirl. Like last week, she just posted that video of her jumping off that cliff in, in Maui into the water. That was so dope. I'll check out her red lipstick. Like I've been in the market. Like we just got to really think about this social media thing less about less as a billboard or like a, a phone sales, like a sales phone call. And yeah, I know you're hilarious. I could tell, right? So that's what we got to think about is like, there's more to it. This isn't QVC. We don't need to just put the camera on us and be like, 
All right, this is our new uh, business card holder. We don't need to sit there and be like, check it out. This is my business card and this is the features. Like we don't need to do that. This is social media. We can live life. We can be more like, hey, check it out. I got my new business cards. Really cool. It comes in a, um, a little holder. I got them like this so I'll keep them on my person at all times. If I get a full size one, I'm not going to keep it on me. People always ask me if I have business cards and, and like tell the story that way. I think so many people are just wanting to cut to the chase and be like, I'm a hairstylist, so I gotta show hair. I'm a nails girl, so I'm just gonna show nails. And that's cool, and I think women, women, men, kids, like whoever your audience is, they do like that. But I think they also like you. And I think the more fun that you can have within the realm of what you do, the better. I know a chick that, she, yes, she does post a lot of just pictures of hair, but one thing she started doing was like getting a little more fun and saying like, I'll make your hair like the colors of a LaCroix can, the one, two, three colors of a LaCroix can. And she would do that. That's still showing the finished product, but at least we're starting to have fun with it. I think the more that, hey, Ian, good morning, or whatever time it is over there, I'm not good with that stuff. But I think that that's what we need to really be thinking about. We need to be thinking about how can we actually get as far away from what we do while still like making sure that people know what we do. Like I always think of car salesmen and real estate agents. They want to show the houses, they want to show the cars, but I'm telling you at the end of the day, us people, we just want a, a trustworthy, awesome, amazing person to guide us. Um, the cars, the houses, they're the commodities. They're going to be there. It's a market with plenty of supply, plenty of demand. What the, what the special thing is, is the salesman is the brokerage, is the is the car lot, is that brand. You know, Gropetti is gonna be around for, you know, 50, 100 years, but that model of Ford, that comes out every fucking year. So telling me about this new Ford you got in is kind of like, everybody's got that Ford. But when you're like, hey, we're Gropetti or we're dollar bill sales and this is what we do that's a little different or this is what we do that's a little fun or this is what we do for our employees or this is what we make our employees do, then it's kind of like, hmm, I'll go check them out. Like, I'll go check them out. Like, I heard that when you buy a car from whatever it's called, it comes with lifetime of free car washes and a fucking $25, $100 Starbucks card in the glove box. Like, that sounds kind of cool. I'll go check them out. Like, you just hear things about brands and it makes you want to go there. You know, I'll close with this. When I was a kid, I used to get my hair cut by this guy. His name was Woody. He had a little barbershop the size of like, imagine your bathroom, however big your bathroom is. It was like that size. It had like one chair, maybe two chairs, and like a, one place to sit. And I would go and I would get my hair cut. And every time I would get my hair cut, he would, when he was done and he would, uh, he would take the cape off of me, he would put a little piece, sometimes too, a bazooka bubblegum down my shirt. So he'd be like, oh, man, you got a lot of hair that fell down your shirt. And I'd be like, what is that? And every time I'd be like, oh, bazooka. And I looked forward to coming to get my hair cut because of the bazooka gum. And it had the little comic in it. It was so cool. The first time I ever went, I remember I was five years old. And I was so nervous to have this dude cut my hair. I don't, it was one of my first memories. And I remember he looked at me and he said, do you want, he said, do you want a kiss? I was like, What? <laughs> He's an older guy. I was like, no. He's like, close your eyes. I'm going to give you a kiss. I was like, no. I was like, it was so uncomfortable. But I was laughing at the same time because I knew he was funny. And I, and I closed my eyes but kind of like kept him squinted. And he gave me a Hershey's kiss. 
And it was like that icebreaker of like Woody was just that kind of guy. He was just a funny guy. And it didn't matter how big his shop was and didn't matter, you know, his as he got older, his haircuts got a lot worse, I would imagine. But like he just had that brand to him, that personality to him. So it's like if you live in the city and you only have 10 minutes and you need it to be perfect and you need this and that, well, then, yeah, you're going to go to some Instagram that has the perfect Instagram page where it just shows the finished product. You live in the city, you're busy, that's all you have a fuck about. But if you're like me and you live in the town and you have a little more time and you have a little bit more heart, you're not always gonna go to the biggest and the best. Sometimes you're gonna go to where you feel the most comfortable. Sometimes you're gonna go to where you feel the most welcome. Sometimes you're gonna go somewhere where you just can get locked in and go forever. And that's how I felt about Woody, my barber, until you know he passed away. And I ended up moving away anyway. And I think that's how a lot of people feel about their gym, about uh, specific, you know, I don't know, uh, places that change your oil, people that cut your hair. Some of these service-based industries, we want to go to where we can just get locked in and without thinking about it, we can go to them and have that conversation. Someone that we can trust. When there's an issue, they're going to bring it to our attention and they're going to have our best – our best uh, interest at heart. They're going to be like, hey, you know, you can go a little bit longer on your oil. Hey, I noticed something with your hair. Like, do you want me to like blend it because you're going a little bald? Whatever that looks like, they have your best interest in mind. Sometimes when you go with the best product that just, you know, it's amazing and might be a little pricier, those people are just really just there to sell you the product. They're there to sell you the MacBook. They're not there to have your best interest at heart. And so it's really just transactional. You want a great haircut? Come in. I'll give you the best haircut in town. And there's not really any time or room for that kind of personal touch where they're really looking to you. So I would just say that, Sal, um, just as you're building your brand, your Instagram, Michael, um, as you're building your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever it is, you don't, like my opinion, you don't need to make a separate account. You don't need to do anything crazy or different. You don't need to start posting a whole lot about your product. If you go into phone sales, you don't need to post a phone every single day, every single minute. I think you should double down on who you are and what you're about. If you like the Dodgers, talk about the Dodgers. If you got the cutest little daughter in the world, show your daughter. If you like riding your motorcycle, show your motorcycle. And then sprinkle in in there like, hey, just got that new 6S in. Who wants like, who needs theirs fixed or who wants to buy? Like, I think that's the way to do it. That's the way I've been doing it. And it builds that personal kind of, uh, it's an icebreaker that by the time you meet somebody, They're just like, man, I feel like I knew you. I feel like I knew you all along. Like you can skip past all the bullshit if you're a car salesman of trying to sit there and like do that little, you know what I'm talking about when they come on the lot and you have your first anywhere from four to 12 minutes is spent just bullshit. You can cut through all that and you can have people that come on the lot and ask for you. They come on the lot and they go, where's Michael at? Oh, hey, it's you, Sal. Like, Sal, my man. And they can tell you honestly, Sal, I'm looking for a family car. And they can be honest and open and upfront with you and not have to worry about, is he really just trying to sell me? Right, Stephanie? Is he really, is he trying to sell me? Is he trying to just like take advantage of me? No. When you build content online, just around you and who you are, not even just your product or service, they know that you have their best interest in heart. So when they call you for a quote, like I got called this morning to do a series of videos, they know I'm not going to bone them. They know that I'm not going to take advantage of them. They know that the video is going to happen. It's them that I'm focused on. It's their mission that I'm focused on. It's their business that I'm focused on. It's their customer that we're going to highlight that I'm focused on. And they can just talk to me like a friend. They can cuss. They can laugh. They can write. They can write. 
Carlos, like they can, they can be me. They can be themselves with me. They can be on the phone with me. They can go through the drive-through. They don't have to be this professional stuffy person because they've been watching my content or hearing about my content or hearing about my reputation and knowing that I'm just that kind of guy that you can be yourself with me. And so that's what I think content is. It's an icebreaker. It's a way for you to get online. It's a way for you to get talking. It's a way for you to get people to know you, not just your product, not just your service, not just what you're up to like that, but you so that they can come on the lot or call the brokerage or come to the open house or show up to your boutique or show up to your salon and just be ready. Just be ready for what you have to offer. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Putting in the Work podcast. I'd really love to connect with you on Instagram. Go ahead and direct message me at iKendall. Thank you so much.